What's up, men, listeners? Welcome to our third episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Billy. Alongside me, my co-host, the Keg, Jimbo. All right, How are we Bill. doing, Jimbo? How we yeah, doing, not mate? too bad. Uh, late. Good. A bit late for this one, aren't we? <laughs> we are a little bit. It's a little, if you guys heard, obviously you won't know the time this was recorded, but it's a bit No, I mean, we're late in general. Game, you know, um, games tomorrow. Ah, oh, we're always late. We're always we're always late in that regard. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you the previews, guys, uh, just before uh, we go into it for tomorrow for the big games. Like I say, Jim, it's the big games tomorrow. That's where it gets really serious. Now we've got only a few teams, only a handful of teams left, and uh, the the matchups do look good, don't they? Yeah, I think some interesting games tomorrow. You know, looking forward to all of them. Massively, should be should be a good weekend for all the games coming up and just point out guys before we uh, get right into it and uh, do our previews for the games point out we have now started uh, a couple of social media pages uh, one on Instagram and also one on Twitter I will put the link uh, in the episode description so you guys can give it a follow for us obviously it means a lot for us for you guys listening obviously we want to give you the best uh, uh, listen, listenability possible, uh, best entertainment. So, if you guys would love to give us a follow on social media to keep an update on what we can be uh, previewing for you guys for each episode, and we're also going to be doing a lot of interactivity with our followers as well. So, if you'd like to give us uh, our guys a follow, I'd be much appreciated for that one. And also, just to point out as well, we are just distributed our podcast on a few more platforms now. So, I'll reel them off just a quick one just so you guys got a few uh few uh options on there for you so we are now on google podcasts also apple podcasts pocket casts radio public spotify uh breaker as well and we're also now from as of yesterday on deezer and also player fm so we've got eight total distribution sites guys so whatever one you have there is a site that can stream our podcast to you. If you have any suggestions or any other uh, sites that you'd like to give us that we could definitely give a try, do give us a shout on our social media pages that you'd like to follow from us or give us a message directly uh, on our anchor page as well, if you'd like to do that. So with that out of the way, Jimbo, that's uh, all the boring stuff out of the way. Let's get uh, straight to it. So we are looking at the first matchup. We'll go with the NFC, guys. We're going to go through conference uh, in order. And we're looking at the first game, Jimbo, is uh, the Green Bay Packers and the LA Rams. Now, yeah, well, it's an interesting bit, one, really. What are you thinking? Well, you got what the you, you know the highest scoring offense against the uh, the best defense in, in the NFL. So, quite an interesting game, really. I think overall, Aaron Rodgers is going to get the better of uh, this Rams defense this week. But it's it's yeah. it's a good game. It's, you know, some talking points. Yeah, I think there is really. I think for me personally, as much as there are some good matchups this week, and you could argue, I think out of all the four games, what everyone would like to enjoy, this is going to be my pick of the week. I think this is going to be an absolutely fantastic game. Like a bit, little bit similar to the old Cleveland and Pittsburgh game just gone, which was a bit of an absolute crazy manifest of what happened last week, and we everyone wasn't expecting it. But uh, to me, Jimbo, this this game has got a lot of things written all over it. We've got you've got great the Green Bay Packers, arguably well, 
we say arguably he is going to win it. He's that much of a favourite. Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP. He's playing against this touted Rams defence, which we've sung praises for since since the playoffs and since we've been doing this podcast. They are for real. We know how good they are. They've got a pass rush. They've got they've got very good personnel. They're they're pretty much top five slash ten in every category. I mean, what are you thinking yourself, Jim? What are we? What do you think we're looking at in terms of the matchups here? I mean, personally for me, I'm looking at one of the best matchups, which to me is Devontae Adams going up against Jalen Ramsey. Guys are easily top two slash three players in their position. I think this is going to be an absolute great show. Absolute great show. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, there is some match. There's very interesting matchups on both sides of the ball. Really, you got. Obviously, Aaron Donald is um, struggling a little bit. He's not 100%, but he'll obviously be trying to get as much pressure as he can on uh, on Rodgers, you know, much like he did against the Seals. Yeah, massively. I think that's a massive key here, you know, we're pointing out that Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald came out with a, a rib injury. And as far as been confirmed, he has torn some cartilage uh, in the area of his ribs. So he's basically playing with torn muscle around his ribs. And as much as you can tell, anyone that's had a rib injury, whether it be non-sporting or sporting, it's a very difficult injury to play with considering the amount of pressure and upbuild of, you know, you're, 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 this game is fast-paced. It always has been in the NFL. You're going to play with an injury like that. It's definitely going to affect you. And as much as Aaron Donald, as Sean McVay put it in his comments earlier this week, Jimbo, the Terminator... As much as he is an absolute beast of a man, what do you think? Do you think it's gonna? Do you think it's gonna play havoc on him throughout the game? Do you think yeah, he might I even get pulled from the game? Him. You know, I think that obviously, if the Rams do end up leading, they will pull him in with a you know view to looking at the next next week. But obviously, they want their best player on the pitch, don't they? They they need him to keep their defense ticking over and oh, absolutely. as good as. And, as good as their other weapons are, he, he really is the uh, the main man, isn't he? He is. He's been that. The, he's been the main man on that. Just the team, let alone the defense. That team has always. I think of Rams. I think of Aaron Donald instantly. He's been there a long time. He's absolutely committed to that franchise. He's committed to the team, and it just shows how much he's willing, to, especially with that injury, to carry on playing for for this game. And he knows how big it is. He want he wants that Super Bowl ring. You know, he was close not too long ago in the Super Bowl a few years ago. You can tell he wants that for the team massively. The one thing I'll point out in this matchup that I really like, um, obviously you've got the Rams are very, very good. Again, obviously they're great against pass rush. They've been great with sacks this year. They get pressure on the quarterback. But the one thing I like about especially and given the fact that the the uh, the Green Bay Packers haven't been with David Bakhtari, their star tackle for most of the year with a torn ACL. They have still managed to lead, uh, sorry, in offensive line stats, recorded the second least sacks in the league. Now, to me, that's a big stat. They've kept Aaron Rodgers upright, which in any type of game or throughout the season is going to cause you problems, Jimbo. Talking about Aaron Rodgers line as well, um, they have actually signed... Uh, start, uh, he started out left tackle for the Colts last week. I'll struggle to pronounce his name. Uh, Zell Deer or something like that, but they've actually signed him. It's the first time oh, a player's Val, played for... Um, Valdir. Oh, OK. Joe Valdir. Valdir. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. first time a player's played for um, two different playoff teams in the same season. 
Oh wow, oh, that, that's quite a good one. That yeah, I, I heard about the Colts last week when he uh, when he played. Yeah, so um, that's quite interesting, and it's not a bad signing. I mean, let's be honest, he he he's been a, he's been a great tackle throughout the league. He's been in the league a long, long time, and he's a veteran. He knows how to how it works, and that's a great signing. Considering, let's be honest, the the Green Bay Packers are in a massive Super Bowl window here. They don't want no, and I believe they will get to the Super Bowl. They're in my bracket to get to the Super Bowl. A signing like that will absolutely do nothing but just absolutely help them prepare and 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 gaining in towards that target because the way you look at it now, that's even without Valdir. They they've led their second in the league in allowed in sacks allowed. Sorry, that's a big stat for me, Jim. Considering that the Rams yeah. are top, that's going to be a great matchup. That just seems to me that like this is going to be such. A, this game is going to be one in the trenches either way because I believe that even with Aaron Donald not playing at a hundred percent. You're going to find some great matchups on there, and there will be some good, good line play going on in that game. Yeah, I think this is where the where the game's going to be won and lost, isn't it? You know, whether the Rams can can get to Rodgers and put the pressure on. He's obviously having one of his best ever seasons. Limited his uh, interceptions this year, and they were, they really yeah. do need to get the pressure on him if they're going Absolutely. to stand any chance. Absolutely. And the Rams know that. They know that. And let's be honest, you know, we look at the Rams' offensive stats, Jim, but we'll go quickly, briefly into it. Then I think their average, I think it worked out about 25th, 26th in the league in average on just itchy, on just every stat. They're, they're not they're not an explosive offense. They do they do just enough to tick over to allow the defense to, to, to enough save their skin, which sounds quite bad, but it's actually really true. Because when you look at it, if it wasn't for this Rams number one defense, I really don't know what this team would be because their their offense just just seems not to put up a lot of points. But at the end of the day, because their defense doesn't let up a lot of points, they managed to somehow get the win out of these games. And you look at that now into this game. Uh, you got uh, in terms of injuries. I think the only main one I saw from from that game the fact that. I believe Cooper Cup. I think he's questionable. I think he's got a knee. Uh, he had a knee knock against um, Seattle, um, which is a big one because he's a big part of their offense. They um, did use I'm him gonna, a lot last week, and I think that is going to affect him. I mean, considering he's their only sort of main deep pass threat, other than maybe Robert Woods, who's who is at who is a good receiver as well as obviously they will want to get Cam Akers going. He had a great game last week, nearly 180 total yards. I, I sunk his praises last week. He was my MVP. He was fantastic. But yeah, you look at this and that moving forward for that offense, and I just really do not think. I mean, Green Bay. Cam Akers is the key, isn't he, really? You've got to get Cam Akers going. Goff Absolutely. needs all the help he can get on offense. Luckily, um, the Rams' offensive line is, is actually, you know, it's held up well. I think I'd lo- I like their offensive line matchup better than I do um, Green Bay because I think you look at that and they. As much as Green Bay haven't, you know, they haven't got the worst defense, but it's not, it's not going to eye pop at you with certain stats. There's certain players I like in that team. You know, there's some great players in that defense, but I think I'd like the Rams' offensive line matchup much, much better than the Green Bay defensive line. Person, that's me personally. I don't know if you disagree. I think they're a little bit more built for it, which will help Goff because, like you said, they're going to need to give Goff as much help as possible because otherwise this game could be well out of reach early. Agreed and massively. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, other than the questions, Jimbo, we'll go straight to you to the betting corner. What are we, yep. what are we looking at? What what are you liking there? What 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 are you really liking in this game? So I, I think Packers for the spread is uh, minus six point five, which I think is actually very fair. 
you know, go. they can get their offense going. I think it could be a much higher scoring game than that for them. Uh, over unders forty five point five, so it's quite a low target. But I still think unders really can't see the Rams putting up many points. And also, I quite like uh, Rams defense anytime touchdown nine to two. You know, I think oh, they'll be yeah. getting pressure on. Obviously, Rogers hasn't really thrown many picks this year, but playoff pressure. And uh, no, you've no. also got the fumbles and and special teams as well with that. So no, that's good. I do Fair like that price. anytime touchdown. That could be that is a. That's a very good price. I like that one. So, in, in that point, what we might as well as we're down to find it. What, what are we picking, Jimbo? What, who are you picking in this game? I'm, I'm with the Packers. I'm with the Packers by, by the minus 6.5. I must three. admit. I think it might be a little bit tighter. I must admit. I do like the under. I think I think that's one thing I'll probably will look at over the weekend. Definitely having a go on the under. Under, what was it, 43, you said? Under 45. Under 45, sorry. Yeah, I do quite like that because I think I think there's going to have to be a massive defensive performance. As much as I think Aaron Rodgers, there's a chance he will break out and just absolutely score the points. There's also a thing in me believes that obviously this is the Rams' defense, and as much as shit, see how Rodgers can do as well. You know, he's had top ratings in quarterback in quarterback stats over the time, you know, of, of the season. He's going to be the MVP, so it's going to be so interesting. This is why it's my pick of the week. But I'm massive. I, I am going to take the Packers, not by a lot. I reckon maybe by about uh, three or four points. I think it is going to be a lot tighter than that, in my respective personally. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that turns out for that one. And that will be the first early game on. Well, I say the early game. It starts about nine o'clock, I believe. But that's going to be the first game of the weekend, Jimbo, with the Rams at the Green Bay Packers. Passing interference, defense, spot of the foul. Right then, going into the second matchup. And now we'd like to set the piss out of this one because this is probably in a game where me and Jimbo, as much as we have to watch it, uh, yeah, we're not going to be too pleased about watching this one. I mean, I don't really know who. Well, I do know who I want to win, but I'm going to call it the Judas Bowl for, for our podcast's sake, which I think, Jimbo, you can agree you like that one. I do, yeah. I mean, for me, it's an obvious who I want to win. You know, I much prefer the Bucks, but I don't particularly Massively. want them to go any further than this. Absolutely not. Yeah, best case scenario for us: Tampa beats uh, beats Saints. Absolutely fine, and then they lose to to Green Bay or possibly whoever's in the NFC Championship game. So that suits me just fine. And I hopefully, yeah. knock on wood. Sorry, Bucks and Saints fans, but we hate you, and, and you know you hate us. So let's let's not get into that row, shall we? So let's get straight into that one. Uh, I must admit, Jimbo, look at looking at it now. We've got a point out. Throughout the you know the regular season, the Saints has had the uh, Tampa Bay's number. Uh, they beat them twice in the regular season, and you sort of look yeah. at this QB matchup, which is really interesting, I think. And I think like you 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 were going to point out, you 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 don't, and it's a very valid point. This could be the last time these two ever uh, match up against each other. Well, I think it will be. You know, they're both over forty now. Um, the Saints have got horrific cap issues next season going into it. it. It probably is their last chance for a while, really. They're, they're probably in the worst position of the whole NFL cap-wise. And Drew Brees, I think, is a saving of about 13 million if they were to to cut him. Um, so I, I think that they, you know, it probably will be his last season. Uh, Brady's got one more year left. He will he will be at Buccaneers next year, you know, barring injury or retirement. But I think that it probably will be their last one. I think Brady's good enough to get the better of Brees. Yeah, massively. I think, yeah, you look at this matchup and um, the main thing we like to talk about, as much as we we sort of did talk about it, they, they seem two sort of very similar teams in terms of just sort of their offensive stats, 
uh, in a way, apart from their passes, as um, you know, Tom Brady's been on a, on a flyer, but their defensively they look pretty similar. They got yeah, decent they're both good against the run. They're great. They're great against the run. Both teams. They got decent D lines. They got very decent linebackers. I love their both their linebacking corps. They're they're both like they've been outstanding. Yeah, there's been a big, big, big bolster for both their defenses. And you look at them, and I say the main thing against the run, Jim. But this is my key for the game for this one. Alvin Kamara. Now, the guy's a stud. As much as I hate to admit it, he can run. He can catch. He's so elusive as a running back. And as a pass catcher, he needs to be stopped. If Tampa really thinks they're going to have a chance, much as Tampa, um, sorry, New Orleans can can knock it round. You know they've got the options with Taysom Hill as a certain when they go into certain sets. They well, do. Taysom have... Hill is questionable. Oh, he is questionable. Okay, so okay, that's um, that makes it quite interesting. So if which he will doesn't be a bit play, of a miss in their offense. Massively. If he doesn't play, they can't line up in the certain sets that they like to. And that actually has fooled a lot of defences this year when they put him in. They put him in so randomly, which works because it puts the defences off because they don't know what he's going to do. Because the guy can throw. I'll give him credit. I've seen him play. He can throw. But this is the main thing. If they can actually keep Alvin Kamara at bay and let's just say Taysom Hill was out for the game, there's not a lot of options there. Even the receivers they have. I like Jared Cook. I like Emmanuel Sanders. I like Smith. But the problem is Kamara is such a big piece. If they can't get him going, it's going to remind me similar of what the Titans have in Derrick Henry. If they can't yeah, get their, the, fa- their favourite guy going, it's going to be a long day. The thing is, the Bucks are the third, third best against the run in the league. So if anyone's going to stop them, you know, they're, they're one of the sides that's going to do that. Massively. I do think that a point I do, obviously, Kamara can catch. This is what's frustrating about him. So the linebacking court are going to have to be absolutely on their ball against him. Devin White's got to have a massive game for him. I hope he does um, to keep him at bay because that is a main key here because I think they're going to be in big trouble if it doesn't happen. And a point I do, but it might, this might thing a lot of viewers here. I'm going to point out something that a lot of you might not like, but I, I've been, I thought about it the other day, right? I was looking for all these offences. What, what's, what's left in the playoffs? And I just looked at the personnel, I looked at the stats, you know, I like my stats, but I looked for it all. I looked at the players. And to me right now, especially with the momentum they're on, we've pointed this out, Tampa Bay are on an absolute streak of momentum. They've been beating teams left, right and centre. They've been an absolute juggernaut. They had, their great, they had a good playoff win against their last week against Washington, which is a lot tougher than people thought it would be. But to me, Jim, this offence is the best in the NFL right now. Yeah, it's certainly improved, I think. You know, Brady's moving the ball a lot faster now. He seems to have clicked with his offence a lot more. They've got some very good weapons receiving-wise. But you look it's, at this, I mean, you look at these weapons. Offense. It's so strong. You look at all these weapons. Let's look at, name it off, right? You've got Mike Evans, you've got uh, Chris Godwin, you've got Antonio Brown as your receivers, right? They're your top three. Then as your fourth guy, you've got a guy called Scotty Miller, who's a nice little slot receiver. He's quick, he's agile, he runs nice routes. He's actually a nice little piece for them. Then you look at their tight ends in Cameron Bright, who's actually been outstanding this year. He's been great. As well as Gronkowski, who has a sl- he had a slow start to the year, but they've used him massively. I think he ended up with like seven touchdowns in the year. And considering the guy took a year out last year, I mean, he it's not like he hasn't missed much, let's be honest. He's been Tom Brady's favourite target for years. And then you look at the running backs. As much as you've got Ronald Jones, who I like, Leonard Fournette had a great game last week. 
against Washington. He he picked up where it left off, where Ronald Jones was injured. And you just look at this team, including the offensive line, they've built that up nicely and, it, and, it, and they protect Brady well. I just think with, I just think with the momentum that they're on, I just really would not want to play them right now. And I think the Saints, if they really cannot slow down Tom Brady in the passing game and also the run game, I really think I this to me could get out of hand early. For both sides, I will point out. I, I, I really think if do the Saints think. play like they did last week, I think they're going to massively struggle. They were, I think they got quite lucky they were playing a, a very poor Bears offence last week. But, you know, we've got to remember they have won the first two matchups this season quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Bucks are playing a lot better now than they were then. I think Brady's sort of really got into a stride, as we said. But, they have, you know, they've got to be wary of that. Massively. Um, you look into that. And, I mean, other, this game, this is what, as much as it should be game of the week, I, I know I like the Rams Packers, but I really think the problem is with this game, one team could take off really early. And I really, it could be a similar situation to like what Pittsburgh gave. I think all it's going to take is a couple of turnovers in the wrong side of the wrong time of the game or early in the game. And that will kill the game. And I, to me, I, I must admit, Jim, but I'm going to love the, which we'll go to you in your betting corner, funny enough. What, what are we looking at in terms of what are you like in there? Yeah, well, the, uh, the Saints are slight favourites. Uh, the spreads. Uh, minus 3.5. I'm with the Bucks plus 3.5. I think I think they'll win outright anyway, you know, without the spread. So I I'm think that's one of the best spreads um, I've had all season, to be honest. Over under is 52 points. It, it's got the, I think it's got the look into the high scoring game. It could you also know, be strong offenses. And also, I really like any time touchdown Gronkowski. I mean, we touched on Brady's weapons. Mike Evans has, has struggled against Lattimore in the past. Yeah, he has. I think yeah. When he gets in red zone up. situations, Brady's going to go to his guy who's his, his most trusted receiver for years. He's going to go to Gronkowski, nine to four, anytime touchdown. He's got seven touchdowns this year. Getting in stride now. I think that's a, that's the uh, the bet. Yeah, I, I I do like that. Gonkowski, 100%, like we, like we said. We know what he is to Tom Brady. And I think it, it's just going to take a game like this where he, I reckon he will shine. He, he probably will get a couple of... I reckon he could get a couple of touchdowns this game. It just seems like he has the makings for that. As, as well as, there, as I've pointed out, their weapons. That is, to me, I, I just really think they are the best, team, best offense in the league right now. And I'm putting that over Kansas City, who... Everyone's lusted over. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're not. You know they're definitely not up there. But you look at their, their last few games, Jimbo, and and this is what concerns me a little bit, which we'll get into with Kansas City. They've had now a two week break with most of their starters as well. They had a week off, and then they took out Mahomes and a few other starters in their in their last league game. You know the moment the momentum is not there for them right now. I don't think. Yeah, personally. which is so, which is the opposite for the Buccaneers, who probably take the most momentum into the whole playoffs of any team in the playoffs. And I think, really, looking into it, that is what is going to push the Bucks over the New Orleans Saints in the Judas Bowl, which, yes, will, which I bloody, bloody well hope so, because I'm not, I can't be dealing with Saints fans again going on about how it's going to be their year. Hopefully, they'll get a bar, bad pass interference call in the game either way, because they love having one of them. So we'll, uh, we'll uh, try and hope for one of them, because I think that could go that way. But, uh, yeah, I think me and Jimbo are in agreement. So definitely going with Tampa Bay. I'm more going for. I'm. I tell you what, I'm going to go out there. This is actually part of my bold prediction. I think Tampa are going to win by 
13 plus points. I think it's going to be that high. I reckon oh. they can get a, get a big lead. I'll tell you what, Bill. If you give us 10 seconds... I don't think viewers give you 10 seconds, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you 10 seconds. <laughs> you can give me a price, are you, on 13 points? Let's go for it. I'm going to get you a price. I mean, keep talking. I might actually go for it. I'll, yeah, keep it going. I'm sure the fa- the fans are anticipating, man. I think they, you know, they're, they're going to like that. That's my tip of the week, up, guys. Uh, 13 plus points. Building up a little bit of suspension here. Loving it. But I will go for that tip, guys. 13 points, yeah? Yeah, that's the one. What we're looking at. Um, I think you're going to have to come back to me. I don't think anyone's priced up. I think that's... Uh... Ooh, that's how high <laughs> it is. We'll have to go back to that one. But definitely, guys, we're going for Tampa Bay in that one. Uh, by a well, we're fingers crossed, knocking on wood, and hoping Tampa will absolutely demolish New Orleans in their home stadium this coming weekend. Pass interference, defense, automatic first down. Right then, going straight into the AFC, Jimbo. Now we'll look at the Bills, Ravens. The so Bills at uh, Bills. Uh, sorry, the Ravens at the Bills. Now. I mean, look, a lot of people going about a certain tree, a certain trio have heard quite a lot about. A lot of people have. You look at the class of what the future of the NFL is. And for me, if you had to pick three quarterbacks right now, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are definitely within that trio. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahone, obviously the trio. This is... A brilliant match. I think they're going to obviously play each other down the years in playoff games. I think they're going to, you know, become rivalry. Oh, massive. AFC rivalry, you know. Be a bit like uh, the old Peyton and Tom Brady. And some people have compared it to that. That's how they reckon it could be. Yeah, we've just talked about the, obviously, Breeze v Brady in the last one. You know, this is the future now. Yeah, massive. Yeah, you're going on the older generation that are fading and will be not and be in the league this much longer. But obviously, these two will be in the league for the way they've been playing. If they carry on, 100% they'll be in the league for a very long time, uh, definitely for the next decade um, in terms of, of all these playoff games and in the regular seasons with the performances they play um, and to keep the teams they're on as well, which I believe they will. They're gonna, you know, they've got their massive contracts. They'll probably stay where they are. Can't see that changing. Now, you don't, trade, you don't trade quarterbacks like that, do you? Unless you uh, de- definitely not. <laughs> yeah, unless you're possibly, which we're going to another podcast because Sean Watson's not happy, so that'd be quite interesting. So, I unless you're back, unless you're uh, back, stupid. Well, it is, but Houston are that fucking stupid, so it wouldn't really surprise me that much. <laughs> um, but we'll go straight into it. So, Ravens, Bills. Now, for me, Jimbo, defensive line is key here. I think you look at both parties in general, as much as the Bills don't run the ball as much, as much as Zach Moss hasn't had the best games, uh, Devin Singletary has done okay when he's come in, not been too bad. Um, But obviously we know Josh Allen, he can move the sticks with his legs when he gets let loose. He's not quite Lamar Jackson-esque in terms of his agility, but the guy can absolutely move and he's got some pace behind him as well. Yeah, he's elusive, isn't he? I think we found it out last week. He makes plays quite exciting piece of his offense. Yeah, massively. I think the I think you look at in terms of this is a big matchup, especially with the amount of tout that had, and we've you know we've always sung their praises like Josh Allen and this offense are legit and they're for real. Now you look at what they're going up against. They're going against the Braves' defense, which is ranked seventh overall. 
their yards uh, per attempt is second. So yards per attempt they against is second that they've held up against defense. And also yards per game is only sixth. So they do keep teams that can pass the ball fairly in check. When uh, We can't really compare much to the to their last playoff win because the wildcard game with Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill is not this quarterback that will always throw over 300 yards. He's not that type of quarterback. They, they, they have a rely on a heavy run game with Derrick Henry. But you look at what Josh Allen can do, it's massive. And you also look at what they this defense can provide up against them. This this um sorry this Buffalo Bills line offensive line stuff to be sniffed at too. They they've only allowed twenty seven sacks this year, which I believe. And uh, sorry, I just point out in that respect of their offensive line, they're also ranked first against blitzes. And now the Ravens like to blitz a few players, including a few of their secondary. So this could be quite an interesting one along the line. Yeah, I mean. Josh Allen's going to thrive on that, isn't he? If, if, if they do blitz for the secondary and Allen's going to spot that a lot quicker than Tannehill did last week. I think. Oh, massively. I, you know, I think so. This, this Bills team are, are much superior than the Titans team in every area bar the running game. And the Ravens obviously completely destroyed the running game of the Titans last week, but they're going to face such different challenges against this Bills offence and defence. Yeah, I believe so. And I think... Uh... Yeah, you could look at both these scorebacks. It could be, I think this could. It, this is my pick to be the highest scoring game of the week. I really think they're going to sling it out. Lamar Jackson is going to run, do all these great crazy runs he does, especially with Derko Dobbins and Cus Edwards. But I also think Josh Allen could have a decent day as well. I, I think it's going to be the highest scoring game over the weekend. Yeah, but that's for me. I think the only the only thing for me, I do think the Ravens will try and slow the game down. I think they're going to keep the ball on the ground running it. They're going to try and keep their offence on the pitch. They don't want this Bills offence out there tiring their defence out. I do think they will try and slow the game in the run game, which could affect yeah. the score slightly. But I agree, it will be high scoring. It's got everything Massive. down for a high scoring game. Going into that, Jimbo, in terms of the over and under, what are you liking more in your so corner it's, there? It's 50, so it's fairly high. As you say, it's, it's two very good offences. I think that they can probably hit the overs on that. Um, the spread is minus two, Buffalo. You know, quite closely, closely, closely matched. I mean, for me, I'm with Buffalo in yes, this. I'm, I they're yeah. taking the momentum into this game. I, I think they're slightly better side. And I'm also with Lamar Jackson for an anytime touchdown. Not, not a massive price, 11 to 10. But, you know, what he's like, you know, he'll be running the ball in. If any time they've got, Short in the red zone, he'll be trying to run it in. I, I think that that's probably the uh, the most likely touchdown. I think it's it's fair anytime touchdown eleven to ten. Nice, yeah, I like that. No, I like that. I think uh, in terms of what he provides, the guy is always scoring on the ground. So, not I like that one a little bit more than maybe Josh Allen per se. So, we'll have to keep an eye for that one. But uh, yeah, definitely the Bills and Ravens. Going into the weekend, definitely looks to definitely for us uh, from a standpoint could be the highest scoring game this weekend. We'll have to see and wait for that one. Holding number 55, 10 yard penalty. Pass interference, defense, automatic first down. Ryan and Jimbo. Seems weird that we're saying, oh, this is our last game for the preview, considering that's how short the playoffs can, uh, are in the, in, the, in the NFL. Really short. So, okay, it's the last game of the divisional, which is. A really, really good matchup again, which we're looking at is 
the Cleveland Browns, who have stunned the world last week by winning a playoff game for the first time in fuck knows how long, especially if you're a Browns fan. I don't think you ever kept count. Um, I know I went off by then, especially with the amount of quarterbacks they've had. So they won last week. They're playing Kansas City, who are the favourites to, 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 to de- uh, definitely for the AFC and to reach the Super Bowl. Now, as much as... You know, from an outside look, you look at the uh, you look at the stats. You look at who's on the team. You, a lot of people, I can 100% see why. You know, you look and you think, okay, Kansas City, quite a nice, clear favourite. But there's a lot more. I found some. I just found some really interesting stats. You know, and I'm not saying. Don't be wrong. I mean, if Cleveland do turn out and somehow win this game, I think there'll be a lot a lot of perspective will change throughout Cleveland as as a whole, and obviously the AFC. And possibly for the Super Bowl, but you look at this now. There's some nice. I just want to reel some stats off, Jimbo. So main one for me, uh, considering their makeshift offensive line last week, uh, Jack Conklin, who is questionable for this game as well. I'll point out as well as B.J. Goodson, their linebacker. Um, he was out for. He got a knee injury. Went out for the rest of the game for the Pittsburgh game. They chucked Kendall Larmin, who's played. Uh, who played 75% of the Browns' snaps last week as a backup tackle. And it is makeshift, you know, like I said to you, as much as a one main piece of anything to keep an offensive line together is so key for them playing well with momentum and to, and to, to, to really just play good football. And they allowed no sacks last week, which I think is quite an impressive stat, to be honest. I really do yeah, think. It really is, you know, especially with that... Steelers pass rush as well. He's, he's a strong pass rush. Um, they were they were excellent last week. Browns offensive line. Yeah, really gives Mahomes. Oh, not Mahomes. Sorry, Mayf- Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, it gives him. Yeah, about say maybe not for that, but yeah, definitely gives Mayfield a lot more. I mean, they're ranked number one uh, in Pro Football Focus offensive line talk uh, at the end of the season. So they. They are the real deal, you know. They got Joe Paterno back, which we mentioned last week, who he didn't have because of the COVID protocol. And I believe they will have Kevin Stefanski back as well as a few uh, positional coaches as well. So they seem to be back a little bit more back to full strength than they were this per se last week. And they ended up scoring nearly fifty points. So, what are you think, Joe? What are we looking at in terms? I think a of- big one for I think a big one for this game is is momentum. You know, you see the Chiefs as. Um... All had two weeks off now, really. Their first, their their main players, and the Browns go into this really strong. They've had that massive win last week, massive for their organisation, and they they've got to be going into this with more momentum than Chiefs. I believe so. I mean, this is what you got to look at as well the the fact that Cleveland have just gone in, got the job done. They're on a, such a bit of a hot streak right now. They they've played some very very good smart football, especially against their big rivals last week for a massive win above proportions. As much as people look, and I, and I can imagine the spread's quite big, but either way, you can't count as much as I. I mean, I'm I'm Kansas City, me, but you know, and I was Jimbo. What did I say? I was very. I'm sold. I loved the Browns in terms of that Pittsburgh matchup. I thought they were going to win, and I thought they they had the talent to win a playoff game. I never said they had the talent to maybe beat the best team in the AFC, but you just don't know. But the whole thing of it, I do think Kansas City will prevail. They've got such a decent offense, even with Mahomes out for a couple of weeks. Um, I think they will sort of pick up where they left off. But Cleveland are going to have to really have some, I mean, defensively and also offensively, just to really 
let's just say, keep up with Kansas City because there are so many weapons on both sides of the ball in terms of what they can do. Um, yeah, so I think it it's going to be really important for the Browns to get a, get a quick start here, you know, maybe shock, shock the Chiefs a little bit like like they did last week with Steelers. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Chiefs going to be fresh, but also, you know, maybe not completely on it early on. Maybe that's where the Browns can hit them. Yeah, I think so. I think you look at that, that they are definitely not out of this game. And I think a lot of people are really looking at it and going, uh, is it sort of the Browns? Are they going to just, you know, they, they, you know, they, they do they have the talent to really beat Kansas City? And arguably, yes, they do. You know, they've got a great, they've got a great offensive line. They've got a great run game in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, they're great uh, against uh, the play action. They're good against, uh, they're good against the run. Cleveland have got some like big stats and big players, and they've got some things that do stand out to you that, that that really people can't ignore. And massively last week when they, let's be honest, thrashed, as much as the scoreline says otherwise, they thrashed the Pittsburgh Steelers last week in terms of what they did. And if I was Kansas City, I'd be very wary. I mean, you also look at the last three games uh, Mahomes has played, and Mahomes has played as well as the team. Sorry, uh, discluding the, um, the, the Week 17 game, which was uh, they, they obviously benched him um, to, to rest him because they already secured the number one seed. In, in, in Mahomes' last three games, he's had seven sacks and four picks. So that's one thing that does concern me a little bit. He really needs to get a really big game, at, uh, sorry, a big head start to this game, a hot start to make sure he's not making mistakes in this game. Yeah, I think that's massive as well. You know, you said you mentioned about seven sacks. I think they've only had 24 for the year. So, them, them seven sacks is actually huge, isn't it, for the last, what was it you said, last is it two or three games? That's the last three games. So, last you know, that's games. big. Yeah, it's massive. And I think uh, the one thing I think that's a little bit key to Kansas City, I do think, as much as he is questionable, um, I do think, oh, uh, yeah, I do think uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire will play. He has had an ankle sort of slash hip injury. I think it's been more his hip. He was, uh, they might have even, uh, if they weren't in the playoffs, he wouldn't have played. Um, but yeah, they're actually looking to, to put him in the game. And he's a big part of their offense. I think he, he opens up a lot of things for them. He's a nice bat. He's been a great addition uh, from the draft last year. You know, yeah, it's you not, the, sort of it's not the best edge. position to be playing hurt though, is it really? You know, you can take plenty of knocks at running back and they're going to have to be careful how they use him. Yeah, I wouldn't like to go up against this defence, definitely. As much as people are sort of counting them out, I really do think they need to tread on their toes a little bit because this could be a lot more interesting than I think a lot of people think it won't be. Uh, but sort of moving that, Jimbo, we'll go straight to your betting corner. What are we liking in this one? I've got to finish some good stat, uh, good uh, sorry, some good pointers in this one. What, what, do you, what, what have you found? What have you looked at? So what, the, have you, what have you examined? The spreads uh, minus eight point five, the Chiefs. I I don't think that the uh, the Browns are walkover there. I, I actually like the Browns with plus eight point five. Um, I don't, I know you're quite keen on the Chiefs, but I like the spread. I, I I think I prefer the spread a little bit better, but I do think there could be a chance it could get into double digits. But that's not a bad that's not a bad spread price. Um, it's actually the highest um, over under point total fifty six point five. So it's the highest of the week. Um, do you see it as the highest scoring game? For me personally, I don't see it as the highest scoring game, but obviously 
The Browns I put a lot it, of points up last week, so I think I think I'd take the under, but not by a lot. I think it would be very close, but I do think this would be it could be one of their that type of game that I mentioned between the Bills and the Ravens. It could be the highest scoring game of the week uh, for that one. It really could be. It could be very close. And then I've got two players for you for the um, anytime touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, very fair, thirteen to eight. Obviously, got the two touchdowns last week. I use him a lot in the red zone. Obviously. You know, a good weapon for him. And Austin Hooper, obviously a guy we know a lot about. And he's obviously a very good red zone weapon. Yeah, massively. They've used them. They got three touchdowns last week. And you look at how much they helped the offense last week. Them two were two massively key players in that Pittsburgh uh, Steelers victory last week. I think Hooper's uh, a very fair fair price. I like that. No, I like them. Definitely. So, uh Looking into that, guys, so that is, I think is our very much most intriguing matchup and one to definitely keep an eye on. Definitely stay up for because I believe that's on quite late uh, on the Sunday, but definitely will be worth the watch, which would be the Cleveland at the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, guys, so that, uh, that unfortunately caps off a little bit of a shorter episode this week due to them not being so many games, but obviously... It gets good now. We're in the, the deep part of the playoffs where the divisional playoffs, uh, there are some absolutely um, cracking games that we've just pointed out and we've just previewed for you. Uh, but me and Jim are going to go for a quickie. Just before we sign off, we're going to go for a quick one for us from uh, the betting corner perspective, which is uh, Nap and Next Best. Uh, now, our Nap being our best bet that we're going for. So, Jimbo, I'll let you lead off, mate. So, what what is your uh, what is your nap? Uh, my nap this games. week is a Gronkowski anytime touchdown. I think Brady's going to go to his main guy. Nine to four, anytime touchdown. Best bet of the week. Nice. Like that, and then yeah. my, my next best, I think Kareem Hunt. Next best, 13 to eight. Two touchdowns last week. Big weapon for him that they use off, you know, alongside Nick Chubb. And I think 13 to eight, anytime touchdowns are very, very fair. No, that's that's good. I like them. That's a bit not not a few bets going for you, but uh, I to I narrow my nice down double. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it could be a very nice double that one. That's a very good shout. That's Jimbo's extra, extra, extra on that one, just for you, just <laughs> for you guys for the players. Playoff bonus for Jimbo uh, on that one. The cakes bonus. So uh, <laughs> uh, for me, so uh, my nap for the week. I, I've sort of pointed out as much. I don't know why, but there's a massive thing for me as much as. We pointed out in the preview, if you have to look back, if you didn't remember what we said, but the uh, the New Orleans-Tampa game, to me, I really do think uh, my nap. So I'm taking Tampa by huge, tw- at least by 12+. plus. I have managed to get you a price, Bill. Oh, you did? Oh, it was, a tw- was it 12 or 13? I can't remember uh, what I said. Plus 12, uh, 13 plus to 12. 2, I can give you on it. I love that. I mean, to me, I, I, I mean, I'm all over that. I'm all over that on uh, come uh, come uh, the playoff time uh, for this weekend. So I am absolutely all over that. I really do think that Tampa are going to have a big game and they are... Uh, I mean, look, it's third time lucky. That is a saying, you know? So I do think Tampa are going to get that third time lucky and they are going to completely dismantle New Orleans in their backyard for my nap bet. And I believe my next, so my next best... That I liked moving forward. I actually quite like the um, the over 
on the uh, the Ravens Bills uh, game, Jimbo. What I think it was over. Is it over fifty? Uh, uh, over fifty, even money. Over fifty, I think that's a great shout. You've got two high prolific offenses with two two amazing future of the game quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Both passing the ball, both can run. The Rams have the best rushing offense. The Bills have pretty much arguably the best uh, passing of offense. I think it is just it just screams points to me. I think that's how much of a good one it is. So hundred percent over fifty to me is definitely my next best on that one. Touchdown! Now, guys, that sort of concludes that. Well, sort of concludes that does conclude our first episode. Now, uh, me and Jimbo have got some good ideas uh, coming up throughout the the season, obviously, and through the playoffs as well. Uh, we are going to be sharing as much content as possible. Now we've got our, funny enough, we've only had our uh, social media sites up for only only a day, so we're gonna we're gonna be coming up with some ideas and some uh, interactivity uh, for you guys, and also uh, some good content. So if you keep an eye out for that, uh, I will put a uh, some links for both pages in the description for this episode. Uh, so if you guys can definitely give us a follow, keep an eye out for us if you're liking what we're doing. If drop us a message on the feedback, we're loving feedback. We've had some great feedback. Me and Jim have been really pre- appreciative of the feedback from, from you guys that have been listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And that's like all about you guys moving forward, uh, for us to move forward as well, to make the best uh, listening experience possible for you guys. As much as we know, me and Jimbo have been massively enjoying it. I hope I can speak on the same behalf as you there, Jimbo. I've yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> good. That's it. And that's the main thing, guys. So uh, just on that note, so if you can do it for us, guys, we'd much appreciate it. Definitely keep an eye out. I uh, hope you guys stay safe, uh, keeping positive, and also hope you're going to enjoy all these cracking playoff g- games coming up. So that's it from there. Uh, any other last words, Jimbo, for that one? Um, be lucky. Good, good luck. Like that one. He's away with words, isn't he, Jimbo? I like that one. So be lucky from Jimbo in both aspects. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Catch you in our next episode. Take care.